0: What's that, in the mirror, or the
1: corner of your eye? What's that footstep following, but never passing by? Perhaps they're not just waiting.
0: Perhaps when we're all dead, out there'll come a slithering from underneath the bed.
1: What if no one is ever really alone? What if every single living being has a companion, a silent passenger, a shadow? How long have you been traveling alone? Perhaps I never have. Don't look round. Breath on the back of your neck. That means listen. The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I am Kyle Jones, and I want to welcome back, because we've been on a little hiatus of recording, we've been out of pocket, literally, kind of, I've been out of pocket, but who's not out of pocket? I don't know, maybe Lee Shackelford. Lee, how are you? Very good, very good. Glad to have you. What's going on with you? Oh,
0: i have so many irons in the fire right now it's 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 a wonder that i don't get burnt i'm trying to keep um keep nimble and keep everything moving and uh keep things going
1: i've got secret projects going on things i can't talk about Mm. so so that's fun all the way from mi-18 maybe i don't know exactly who knows who might know clarence Mm. brown clarence how are you good sir Doing well. Um, No secret projects going on on my end,
2: but I'm glad to be on with you guys to talk about this episode.
1: Mm. Well, I'm glad to have you back. Glad to have all three of us together again. See, Clarence works
0: with computers and with networks, so he he doesn't he wouldn't say I've got a secret project going on. (laughs) He just has a secret project going on. We just take it for granted that he has a secret project. Yeah, but
2: none as cool as yours, man.
1: <laughs> well, you know, since we're all back together and we're talking about projects, I want to mention a project that started literally six years ago. As of two days ago, 3-6, there was a first episode of a little podcast that was called Discussing Who that began first episode 3-6-2016 it's 3-6-2022 so gentlemen happy sixth anniversary discussing who wow has it been six years it feels like 600 feels like 60
0: yeah unbereavable no, it really, actually, it seems like it was yesterday, except that I, I have a mental picture of where I was when we recorded that first episode, and I don't live in that house anymore. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's kind of, hmm, yeah. Mm.
1: Well, I have a mental it's picture of that first episode recording and the apartment that I was in that I'm not in now, so... There you go. Same thing for you, Clarence. Yeah, it's, it's
2: uh man, I can't believe it's been six years, man. It's, it's That's amazing.
1: Well, for everyone listening, thank you if you've listen to us for this one episode alone or if you've mm-hmm. been with us from the very beginning mm-hmm. thank you for putting up with us for six years mainly putting up with me and for Clarence and Lee putting up for, with me for six years your time is appreciated and Lee what do you always like to tell people well, just just that exactly, that we
0: recognize that you got a lot of the other things you could be doing, but uh, you're choosing to spend this time
1: with us. So thank you very much. So, gentlemen, before we get into the actual spoiler and getting into the episode, I was listening the other day to our review, the most recent one that was out, into the Dalek. And we have referenced the Daleks and the parallels from the Nazis before. I've heard it, but, you, you know, have you, you ever heard something but you didn't really listen to it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. sure. You know, I'm not being political here, so if anybody is listening to us and you're from Russia or you're from Russian descent, please understand this is not in any way directed at you, but I was watching the news over the last couple of weeks, and since, you know, we last recorded... The world has changed. We're right now in a war between Ukraine and Russia, and we're all sitting on pins and needles to some degree. And for the first time ever, I'm watching the news, and I'm seeing tanks, and they look like Daleks. The, the tank, for some reason, that, you know, I'm looking on the screen, and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, and I'm looking and telling someone, for the first time ever, I get it that looks like a Dalek. And it I'm yeah. probably so obvious, <laughs> but I got it. I don't
0: know, anything with a rotating turret with a big gun on, yeah, on the yeah. front us. And I know it's, yeah, it, it sounds really
1: simple, but I, it just was like, now I get it. Yeah, nothing like something like that to
0: bring it home to you. And and as you, you know, to back up what you were saying about uh, we, we're not uh, uh, dissing on the Russians, uh, one of the uh, most cheering pictures that I've seen is of the great Russian people swarming the streets in protest
1: against this war yeah yes just say that and to add to that whereas we all three of us have the luxury to go out and say whatever we want to on the street about whichever political party we do not like at the moment they don't have the luxury so these people we're watching are literally being taken to prison for for, you know
0: for years, know going likely, to
1: jail. yes. If you're listening to us right now, whatever's going on in the world, it is our hope that you can sit and listen, take yourself away from whatever's going on, and just enjoy some Doctor Who. So, gentlemen, anything else? <laughs> With this else?
0: totally non-scary
1: episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 So, gentlemen, anything else before we get into the review? Nothing from me. It's still. Uh
0: it's almost like we're on hiatus, isn't it? There's there's very little Doctor Who news while we wait for the next
1: of our last couple of 13th Doctor adventures. Indeed. You know, and I purposely shied away from that because I know, you know, we don't like talking spoilers, but I have heard this, <laughs> I and I hope this is true. I have heard that Joe Martin's Ruth Fugitive Doctor will be in both of these episodes, allegedly, in some capacity. So you said, yeah. What's what's the source? I don't remember. I'm old. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> I don't believe it. I hope so. I mean, I hope it yeah. is true. That, yeah, but, it's interesting. Yeah. The, the
2: source yeah. is people familiar with the matter. There you go. Good one.
1: <laughs> those people. Yeah. They're yeah. everywhere. I would just say that those people who are familiar with the matter... Might say, if you have not seen, listen, put us on pause, go out, watch the episode, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers? Affirmative. Spoilers? Spoilers? What's spoilers?
2: And I killed Sparky, too.
1: Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back to review Listen. This is the fourth episode of the 2014 series of Doctor Who, first airing on the 13th of September, 2014. It starred Peter Capaldi as the 12th Doctor, Jenna Coleman as Clara Oswald, and Samuel Anderson as Danny Pink. So, yeah. summary view. Clarence Brown, I want to start with you. Summary view what say you (sighs) oh boy so for me
2: with this episode the first half of it i thought i was going to fall asleep on it was so mind anomaly mind numbingly boring to me but if not for the cool timey wimey factor by the end of it which is so freaking cool and weird at the same time i'm sure we'll get into it how Mm. said character can go back and cater someone's future a bit and that didn't sit well with me i think we talked about that with amy as well but yeah uh the second half saved it for me i really by the end of it i was smiling so i guess it was a good episode
0: it's a mixed bag for me too and and, and maybe not for the same reason so it'll be interesting for us to compare notes more closely as we go along but i gotta say this uh especially for listeners who have maybe it's too late now who have never Watch the episode, Kyle just told you to go out and watch it. (laughs) If you're going to do a rewatch of it, though, may I recommend Big Red Hot Tip for the episode called Listen, Headphones. Mm. Crank them. Interesting. Because they really they knew that this was going to be an episode about sounds, and the whole sound team for this episode clearly went above and beyond. And uh, So if you've never listened to Listen, uh, may I recommend that you do so? It is uh, it is fascinating. So, but um, yeah, it's a mixed bag for
1: me. I, I haven't figured out what my final rating is going to be, so we'll get there. Well, I will say, and spoiler warning, that it was odd saying if you have not seen, listen, go yeah. out and that that was just odd. I to wanted to say
0: if you haven't listened to seeing, then if you, you haven't should, listened yeah. to seeing, that's good one.
1: <laughs> if you've not seen or heard, listen and seeing. But no, seriously. I don't know. This is not one that I go back and watch, obviously, but I will second what you said because I now listen to everything with the iPody things, earbud, earbuds, earbuds, whatever you call them. I agree. They did an excellent job of the cracks and the creaks and the bangs and the ting, ting, ting. You know, all those little sounds. They did excellent job there.
2: And to add to that, I really wish the HBO Max Doctor Who stuff had audio description for it because I've been doing that with some of the Paramount Plus Star Trek content and it really is a different experience to have it, you know, hear the voices you hear on the live action part, but also get certain sections narrated to you. So I wish they added Hmm. that to to the Doctor on HBO Max. Interesting.
1: So I'm curious because I listened to the version that I bought, not the HBO Max. So now you, you, I'm just curious if, if they not for what you just said, but if the sound is similar. You know what I'm saying? If mm. which, which one has a richer sound? Yeah. The bought version or the streamed version?
0: I would imagine you would lose some things in the
1: stream. I yes. would too. Hm. That's a question. Yes. Very good question. And so I have a question. Are we alone truly ever alone lee shackleford are we ever truly alone uh no next question
2: (sighs) this is the part of the episode that almost put me to sleep it was interesting to hear peter capaldi's doctor elaborate on it but it just went on for so long and by the time (laughs) we got to the good relationship stuff between danny and clara i was dozing off (laughs) <laughs> interesting
1: let me ask i, I want to go further with that question it's a question are we alone based on our perception i'm serious really answer that question well i mean the theory he poses
2: is really interesting you have hunters you have defenders where are the hiders if they're good hiders you would never know they're they're there right so that's, that's right that definitely made me think of silence a bit but but yeah, on on his face, I think that's a really interesting idea to just kind of sit back and think about.
0: No,
1: I'm serious. When, when you asked the question, I said, no, no, we're not. <laughs> I don't think so. Because who's to say that we've had these stories of ghost stories for years and years and years. I mean, our literature is filled with ghost stories. That's why it's a subset of a genre, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. What if in 100 years, five years, 500 years, we find out that these apparitions that people saw were really people from the future trying to do, and I know this is this is an, an answer to some of it, going back into the past and you're seeing, you know, glimpses or whatever. Who knows? Interesting concept. Yeah. But it's all based on our perceptions.
0: And this is another one of those times where um, you, you can see that... Uh, Doctor Who really does take place in a universe without a God, because for people of faith, that's a question that answers itself, right? Agreed. Yep. But but, <laughs> um, I think even, even if you're not, I think you could still make the argument that you're never alone because we are surrounded by organisms that we can't see. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we are surrounded by forces that are acting on us, that we cannot perceive with our senses i don't believe in ghosts myself but um you know surprise me maybe <laughs> uh because there does seem to be a uh, a body of science that says that uh, when people die particularly under certain kinds of circumstances that they leave some kind of a an echo of themselves behind some kind of a some kind of a, a remnant mm-hmm. and so that's here <laughs>
1: you know that that could be in my house you know i don't know so, and you know what i'll take it in one other step further you know you're talking about the the ghost and uh you know whatever we're along with it goes back to the and i'm going back to perception again it goes into if i don't know someone else is in the next room with me is someone mm-hmm. really in the next room with me because it's based on your reality as your perception if a tree what? falls Yeah, this is the tree falls thing, isn't it? (laughs) And I'm really driving this home because for every reason Clarence didn't like this part. I loved it because it made me think. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it really made me think. And before we move on, there is something that I picked up that I've used before. Maybe not much on this show, but I have used it in real life that I've realized now that I picked up from the doctor is at work a lot of times. I'll say, "Okay, question, bump," mm-hmm. and I've picked that up obviously from the doctor. So that's cool. Sure, yeah, it's good. I'm realizing that what's happening here is that Clarence
0: just doesn't pay attention to the show unless Jenna Coleman on screen. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's, you know. that's yeah. true. <laughs> because at one point, the the question is asked, "What's under your bed?" And the answer is Jenna Coleman.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> just, we all wish that
0: be? Yeah, I gotta say, <laughs> don't think about that too much. <laughs>
2: but i guess i I don't know i think what bothered me the most because this whole portrayal at the beginning kind of made the doctor seem like a crazy man yes and i don't know if i love
1: that so one last thing before we move on who wrote listen on the board or what or do we know or was it purposely left i know you know well
0: it's it's part of my problem with the episode and and it's funny that i i just came from giving a an allegedly professional play response where i i may have embarrassed myself with the uh, the writers and the the cast by saying i i just want everything handed to me as an audience member i just want things explained to me you know mm-hmm. and everybody else in the room is saying well that's not art then man if you <laughs> that's science who mustn't confuse the two and, and i i do agree with that and i realize that that's Sort of my, one of my own shortcomings as a writer is that I I explain things too much and I don't let people come to their own conclusions. But I feel like this episode has too many things that are just left, you know, who, who wrote, listen on the blackboard. We are not told. And I don't think that's the same thing as our not being told if the doctor pushed that robot out of the TARDIS or if he fell. Yeah. Hmm. Or the tower. Uh, and and what the actual hell is in young pink's bed <laughs> what is the, yeah oh that irritated it, it's, me. So it's much.
1: not okay to just leave that alone but i think it's it is okay. okay to leave it alone for a minute because i do want to get to that in just right. a minute to appease our friend mr brown <laughs> i'm going to ask him what did you think of the date
2: the date was perfect <laughs> i mean in a sense of it was just cute Now i feel like in the scenes between them two they're always really well written and really cute now of course when the conversation starts to go to hell in a handbasket it was it, it, as, as often is on dates it was just misunderstanding for the most part but it was good to see them have their little spats between each other so i really really like that and <laughs> and just see Clara just kind of get fed up and leave, which is very interesting. And of course, instantly she she hates what she did. So good stuff, good stuff. I like the way it was written.
0: Oh yes, it, it is it is Stephen Moffat writing at his best. And the performances from these two actors are, I mean, they, that's chemistry, man. Yeah. I just think they're they're both fantastic, or they're each fantastic, and then they're both fantastic. Part of what's to admire for me about uh, the the way these scenes are written is that we're not only showing this this date blow up over and over again, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is which is kind of terrifying, and we we want so badly for it to get uh, get mended, but we're also getting a lot of backstory, aren't we? That, that things come out about Danny, things come out about Clara, uh, as they accidentally needle each other. Yeah. And so, and so we're, we're getting a lot of character built about them. Here's something that's different since I saw this episode last. I now have a, a dear, dear friend who, who fought in Iraq and worked with the reconstruction team. And he has this exact problem that Danny talks about. And so this made this very personal to me. But he said, you know, he came back, you know, with people talking about oh, all the people you killed over there. He said... We were there to build schools and hospitals. That's what I did. Mm. But nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Mm. And he said, I, you know, I was, I was, you know, a construction engineer. I, you know, I, I, of course we had guns because people were sometimes shooting at us, but that's, you know, Mm. but nobody talks about that.
2: Yeah. And I also like how that, that trauma is earned too for Danny in this episode, because it's like so many episodes of shows I watch, they will bring up the trauma in the same episode and expect you to have this grand reaction to the reveal. Uh, but with him, they, they set it up. They set it up when we previously saw him. You know, they kept feeding it to us a little in yeah. bits. So by the time we get it here, we can see why he's frustrated. Clara made this no joke or whatever she said. You know, it wasn't a joke. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally get where he's coming from. And and like you said with your friend, it's a really, really sad thing. He's just he's out there digging holes. That's what he's doing, you know. But, yeah, everybody thinks he's a killer, even the students.
1: And I know we see this student later in the series and she's sympathetic, but she does an awesome job, even off screen, at being totally obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) Just FYI. But in, <laughs> my my take in the scene here, Clarence, I knew you were going to love this. I, I just knew you were absolutely going to love this. What I'm enjoying, however, is I'm enjoying paying more attention to Danny this time. And what the reason I'm paying more attention to him this time through is it's interesting seeing him and his story from the perspective of Mickey knew about the doctor from Rose, episode one. Rory knew about the doctor from the 11th hour, first episode he was on. Danny doesn't. Yeah. Danny doesn't yeah. find out about the doctor until I think the caretaker episode is when he finds out. So we're halfway through Spoilers. the season. Spoilers. Yes, thank you. I may cut that out. <laughs> but you know, he finds out later on in the season about the doctor. That said, it creates a different dynamic, and I'm enjoying seeing this dynamic grow and the story progress. So that was my takeaway from the date. Yeah, and he even eggs on her at some point. Like, tell me, tell me what your your secret is, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you both. They have excellent, excellent chemistry. So let's talk about, let's kind of go through time, go up through time, back through time. <laughs> let's go first back through time, where we go to the childhood for Danny and meet Rupert Pink. Yes. Lee, Rupert Pink, I'll let you start with this one. What did you think? Well, I guess I guess this is where the, the
0: mixed bag thing gives me trouble, is that I, I want some resolution for that and we do get the resolution but i don't i'm not sure it's a it's a healthy one Mm -hmm. giving him the 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 toy avatars of of soldiers to protect his bed i don't know that doesn't feel adequate to me given what he has really experienced for story purposes i understand why it has to happen the way it does but in a way this this woman appearing in his room is as should be as frightening as anything else, shouldn't it? Yeah. And then this cross talking old man comes in, telling him what to do. I mean, so we're talking about the intruder that's in his bed. But my note is, young Pink has two, then three intruders. Are you scared? The doctor asked. Well, yes, bloody hell, wouldn't he be? If he wasn't before, he is now. <laughs> so I I don't know, but the. Uh, The soldier who doesn't have a gun is going to be his his avatar and that's going to shape him to grow up to to be that guy is is that cool is that okay that they did that
2: Mm. Mm. yeah this is the same i mean i think we talked about it before with amy and the levin doctor a Mm. little bit Mm -hmm. but we have not one but two cases in this episode of clara going back and mucking up somebody's timeline that she's directly in contact with so it just it just feels strange uh you know as far as it being timey-wimey i think it's really cool but also it's just weird she's dating this guy
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and like rose she's seen him when he was you know a toddler yeah when he was a little little kid you know I remember that rose saw a uh, little mickey when he was yeah you're right um you're right <laughs> that's that's gotta mess with your relationship after that i just (laughs) he's imprinted on her well right yeah (laughs) yeah he thinks that soldier is who he should grow up to be and he thinks that lady's his mother yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) oh yeah but see the 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 problem i have with it is i think and and, wait i normally love Stephen moffat's writing however this is one of the low points i will say from my point of view of this episode i took this as we're the viewer and we're supposed to assume that everything is okay because we know that eventually he's going to grow up and be danny pink and he's going to know them and everything's going to be hunky dory yeah that's yeah, I think, that, that's the yeah. easy get out of jail free right. card that's exactly the phrase i was going to use yeah You know, so that was my problem with it. Now, the creepiness was what the freak was under the bed or on top of the bed. In the bed
0: and yeah, whatever. And yeah. Thoughts? Well, no, it it bugs me that we never find out. I I think there's got to be some space between getting a cold, clear answer of exactly what it was and being left hanging as we are. That somewhere between those two, there could be some explanation, potential explanation that makes sense, that we can accept. But I just feel like the script just walks away from it as if it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it did. They were all witnesses to it. There was something in his bed.
2: Mm. And not only that, that's the whole reason the the doctor is on this mission is to find what it is under the bed. But he doesn't pursue it when one of them possibly is in front of him.
1: Mm, yeah i'm gonna go out on a limb here is the evil in this the bad in this is it our own imagination is that what all of this is supposed to be that's that's the way i think that i have always
0: thought of this episode that there really isn't anything in his bed and what the doctor and clara are there to to sort of help young danny with is to not be afraid of things that you've worked up in your mind anyway and that's valid, you know, I think that's that's something that any of us can can benefit from learning at any time in our lives
1: i'm just, I'm just not sure it works,
2: mm. except when there is something on your bed, and it's Clara Oswald <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and you know the the option of door number two, where it was one of the other boys in the orphanage or the home that he was at mm-hmm. it really was a kid, yeah, they just. But but they created, amongst the three of them, this specter that it might be. What we hear run out the door is literally a kid running out the door. Mm. But all of, because of their imagination, maybe. I don't know. Do you want to hear a totally Freudian explanation? Go for
0: it. A lot of us, as young men, have lain in bed and seen this bulge rising in our covers. <laughs> <laughs> and if young dandy doesn't know what's happening right then he can be freaked out and the doctor and clara are there to tell him this is okay this is normal this is good this is uh, you You with me but he's still scared to death oh boy. so that's my freudian explanation you've been listening yes to- <laughs> doctor who yes uh, okay. discussing who after hours yeah. uh, no,
1: but, but, no but 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 you, you, it, <laughs> it has to be something to that to you could be afraid of yeah but yeah uh, i clara, can definitely
0: clara talks him down by saying fear is like a companion a constant companion that's always there but that's okay because fear can bring us together fear can bring you home This is one of those speeches that looks and sounds like it's lovely, but I don't understand what she means. Fear can also make you
1: do stupid things. Oh, yeah. So, huh? Oh, we are dissecting this. What? It's
0: important.
1: Yes, I agree. (laughs) I 100% agree.
0: And let us pull over to the side of the road for a minute here and just mention that this is the impossible girl. Yeah. And we have decided, apparently, in this season, to just jettison that idea completely. She is no longer the impossible girl. Uh, somebody uh, online points out that um, the Doctor should never have given her access to the TARDIS because she has uh, she's present in every moment of his life. Isn't that going to create some kind of a cosmic event if she puts her hands into that uh, matrix of the TARDIS? Um, yeah, yeah, okay. No, because... It's not true. And um, here's another commenter that I saw somewhere. And I'm trying to remember that because I thought they put forward a good explanation about this. Yeah, that the impossible girl thing is takes place on a different timeline. and, And this is the explanation for that. The doctor gets 12 lives. Yeah. So and he used them all up. So this the doctor now is the first time Lord ever to be given a new set of regenerations. Mm. But he's not, and so and she's that not severs in, him. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That that puts him in a different reality than the one in which Clara's the impossible girl who has lived throughout all of his lives. It's not true for him. Mm. Yeah, that, she hasn't um, lived his life. I can I can see how that can be made to make some sense. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting retcon. I mean, I don't think anybody was thinking about it at the time, but but I but I kind of like it.
1: Anyway, she's not the impossible girl. Let's move on. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know. But I'm going to move it on actually in a same but similar vein before we mm. go to or- Orson Pink, because you brought up a very good point. This is actually something I wanted to talk about later. But like I said, let's talk about it now, which <laughs> is the power of Clara. And this isn't a dig at Clara. I'm enjoying Clara this this go through. That yeah. said someone I know had a big problem with Clara from the perspective of how important she became to the doctor's timeline first with the impossible girl that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Now we see her doing what she did with Danny, who basically has like, you guys were saying you shaped him to the man that he would become off of this, encounter here. And let's go back to the barn. I was going to go to Orson, but let's go to the barn here. And let's talk about the young doctor in the barn. Lee, what did you think of this? Because I want to hold Orson for Clarence. What did you think of this particular interaction with Clara?
0: I remember being fascinated by it and thinking, oh, this is going to be very interesting. But it, it it also feels like it's it's too much to be brought into the last third of this episode. We're hearing the doctor's parents speak. Yep. this is huge, and we're learning that he used to run away and cry when he was when he was little, and that the other kids think he's strange. Well, I I never doubted that for a second. But but she instinctively reaches out to grab him when it's like he's going to run away and maybe get into trouble. So she grabs his leg. It's the thing in his nightmare. Mm, uh, yeah, it's just like I, yeah, things were coming out of my the top of my head at that point. I was like, <laughs> wow, do I love that? Do I hate it? I'm not sure. Um, it's so big yep. in the world of the show. I just don't know what to make of it. Mm. So, so that's me just being awed by it. But I, I don't. I got nothing else. What about y'all?
2: I thought of some some timey wimey goodness. Now, once you want to talk about, you know, Clara being a part of the doctor's life at such a pivotal moment, you know, you, you could you could probably talk about that all day and why that doesn't make sense and why it shouldn't have happened. But I do like seeing this interesting thing happen on screens, hearing the parents even mentioning the barn and even her yeah. whispering some words of wisdom <laughs> for his future while he was asleep subconsciously. Yeah. Really weird. And. Furthermore, we have to think about in this, you know, 2022, we have to go back and think about what does this scene mean now since Chibnall's season? Mm -hmm. Can it even be possible? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And you're tempting me to say it, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to give my hashtag at the moment, but you are 100% correct in what you said about the cheat. If no word. But this was this was when he said to me, she's gone too far, meaning this interaction with young doctor. It's like, how important of a companion are you going to make her? And I think it's a valid point because two men in her life right now in this one episode, she alters their course of history. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. So speaking of altering courses of history, let's go back to Orson. Oh, boy. What did you think, Mr. Brown?
2: Huge problem with this right here. I mean, well, let's let's just ask this question and maybe possible spoiler for the next minute. But (laughs) she don't end up with Danny. Is that too big of a spoiler?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, because I was going to talk about it. He's not possible. So so, so, (laughs) we, we don't have to say
0: how we know that but she don't end up with, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. So this is a alternate
0: person out of the ether that we're seeing. Uh, yeah. I think he's, he's a, he's a alternate timeline. Orson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the prime universe, as we understand it, there's no worse. Yeah. And by by
2: that note, I really couldn't take any time seeing him on screen. Uh, seriously. I mean, is this also way too on the nose to have his ancestor look exactly like him? I know it happens sometimes, but hey.
0: <laughs> it does. And um, it's funny that in preparing that this weekend, I've been watching this episode preparing for this. And then, I, as I told you, I went to do this play response. And I, I sat at dinner with a mother and daughter and while across the table from me. And while they were listening to somebody else speak, I was just looking at their profiles and I was thinking, This, they look like the same person at two different Mm -hmm. ages in their life, you know? Yeah. And, and this, this woman and her daughter, and I was just thinking, it's like the father wasn't involved at all (laughs) genetically, right? (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, they made a copy. And, uh, so I understand, you know, that was my evidence genetically that does happen, but would this guy, many generations later look exactly like his ancestor, his male ancestor. Mm. Um, I'm going to say no. Yeah. But so so as soon as you see that, as soon as he takes the helmet off, you're going, oh boy, I know what we're doing here. <laughs> okay, this is supposed to be a descendant
1: of Danny's. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So I have two problems with it. Number one, for everything you guys just said, that's problem number one. Problem number two, it made me feel a little bit like it was a misdirection and we will understand that misdirection by the end of the season but i think it it felt like to me after watching the end of the season it it was purposely done to even though it creates a loophole or a you know how do how does this retcon now but it made us not see what was coming perhaps so, so I guess I'm going to
2: the future as the last man on this dying at the end of the universe is 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 not a fixed point in time.
0: Are they on Malcassaro? Is Professor Yana there? Are there? Because <laughs> I, I remember in Cold Blood being told that
1: that was the last place in the universe.
0: Yeah. Well, mm. Way back then, but
1: whatever. I know who is at the last place in the universe. Milliways. Who? Oh, sorry. Hitchhiker joke. Never mind. Oh. So I really do know who's in the, who's at the end of the universe. I promise. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Me. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And let's go Spoiler. on. Spoiler. Nobody Spoilers. got that because I barely got it. You will. <laughs> our Whovians
2: oh, out there got it. They all got it.
1: They got it. Spoilers. Any other ideas, thoughts before we move into our favorites?
0: Well... I was talking about um, the sound design and so on. Did When um, Clara gets her chance to, to patch this date up, Danny's given a chance to patch the date up, and she slips that his name had been Rupert. And that's a secret, right? Yeah. Did you hear, as soon as she says that, somebody in the kitchen drops a glass? No. Yeah. That's, the, that's just typical of the sound design of this. <laughs> Rupert Pink, not good. Rupert? <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's something in her breaking. But, yeah, it's just, so go back and listen to that. It's a beautiful thing. Also in that conversation, Kyle, I'm sure you noticed, uh, he said, I don't know what to say. She said, don't say
1: anything or say, say something nice. Say something nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> she mm. did. I noticed that. Yeah. I will say that when she said that, I was sitting there thinking, she really chose those words well. Mm. Yes. Yes. I was sitting there going, hmm, my Clara, Clara, Clara. You yes. chose those words well.
2: So, so we broke Spartans. the no humans on Gallifrey rule, didn't we, in this episode?
0: Well, I thought we agreed that that's, that that's not what it was when he said, uh, oh, I yeah, can't take Sura to Gallifrey. That it's just, I can't take somebody with me when I'm being summoned
2: about uh, Yeah,
0: we did. We did come to that conclusion. Yeah, because but we just assumed single, all these years. Yeah, I had assumed that all these years. But yeah, but he does say Leela later. And uh, so, yeah. So anyway.
1: Yeah. Now, if we want to talk important, important, important companions that could mm. go up and down the time stream, Sarah Jane Smith, yeah. 100%. Just right.
0: Saying. But she but she can't go to she can't go to Gallifrey. She can't go to Gallifrey.
1: But any other topics? We can go there before we go into our favorite quote. I I don't have anything else. I, I'm still just fascinated by the fact that I had
0: the reverse experience that that uh, Clarence did, that I was just enthralled with the first half of this episode. And then I just started drifting off. But I still felt a lot of the scary cool if the point is to scare us i i feel like this is another one you know because it does that thing that that moffat does so well is that he makes silence or the slight absence of silence frightening you know something that that's possible and 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 always available to us like you know being told not to blink
2: (laughs) things like that
0: so this one is listen don't look i
2: don't know if i quite got what the doctor was trying to portray in this performance uh he felt a bit like a crazy man to me for most of the episode but there was a moment where he was just a straight up a-hole to Clara when Clara wants Mm -hmm. to come with him to the door
0: he's like then you'll never travel with me
2: again TARDIS now do as
0: you're told yeah, Ooh. but to be fair, later on the episode, she tells him, "Do as you're told." Yeah, yeah,
2: they bookended it. <laughs> and, he,
1: and he does it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so my take on that is, I don't know, and I would love to ask Stephen Moffat this question, but you know, I keep talking about how this doctor goes on a journey. I think this is the first time a twinkling, just a crack in that veneer of the doctor that the 12th doctor will be by the end starts to shine slash crack through this uptight veneer. Does it work? No, not really. And I agree with everything Clarence just said, but I do sense a slight shift knowing what's coming and how much I like this doctor at the end. I'm choosing to see some of that breakthrough. And I think it's interesting
0: to sort of draw a line through all the the doctors uh, too. That I think that this has always been a part of, you know, as the three of us famously wrote in the chapter in a book, that the the name the faces change, but the doctor stays the same. And I think this is one of the things that is the through line for the doctor is this tendency to forget manners, to forget that these people you're 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 talking. that the people can hear you talking (laughs) things like all the doctors do that and and sometimes it's really off-putting and you just go i can't believe he or she just said that (laughs) uh but it's okay and they drop it and, and we just move on we just sort of let the doctor get away with this stuff and uh it's um yeah he's just he's just brutal the first doctor sometimes and uh you know, the third could be so impatient with everybody around him and snapping orders at them and the fourth just enjoys being weird and <laughs> and refusing to explain himself. And and on and on it goes. You know, even even the sweet fifth doctor can do that. Yeah. He'll just sometimes he'll just blow his top at somebody. And you want to talk
1: about being mean, uh, sixth doctor. Very mean. Yes. Very, very mean. But you know what's and not mean? What? Is that I get to ask the two of you What is your favorite quote? Clarence, I will start with you. Favorite quote.
2: Oh, man. It's the conversation between Danny and Clara when they kind of have the the blow up. Uh, Danny's like, "Uh, I wasn't making assumptions about you. That really is exactly what you were doing, says Clara. (laughs) You were making assumptions. You were making assumptions about me. I made a joke. A not funny joke. Yeah, well... Do you know what I'm making now? A fuss, an exit, and she's gone. Mm.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Lee, favorite quote? Another version of that same scene when he's saying, you know, what I really like is for you to be honest with me. Mm. And meanwhile, this somebody in a space suit has entered the restaurant (laughs) and is walking toward her, gesturing to her. She, she, She says, there is something I should be honest about. Well, how about everything? Well, everything in my case is actually quite a lot. Well, that's weird. No, 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 no. It's not weird. Not really. Uh, where are you going? <laughs> I don't do weird. Don't go, she says. Then the, the do something for me. Do something for me. He says, tell me the truth, because I know when people are lying to me. However weird this thing may be, just tell me the truth. And my favorite line is what follows. She says, it's not weird. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um and then the TARDIS materializes <laughs>
1: yeah mm. it's not weird it's not exactly. weird exactly yes it is so my favorite quote was perfectly explanatory of how alien the doctor is and how the doctor just doesn't get things sometimes favorite quote I thought I would hide in the bedroom in case you brought him <laughs> yeah. oh yes. my god <laughs> right, they never go there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's that way, I'll dog. be out of the way. Out of the way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't remember any <laughs> at all, does he? <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right. Favorite scene, and I'm going to start this one because I don't remember who I started with first the last time. So I'm going to. That was sp- me. Hello, you. Oh, hello, me. Cool. Favorite scene, me the first scene with the doctor when he was alone. I know we've talked about it, but I just thought it was cool. So that was my favorite scene. So Clarence, favorite scene.
2: When Rupert is on the bed and he, act, he says, tell me a story. And the doctor's like, once upon a time, the end. Dad skills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've all wished we could do it. Oh boy. Good stuff. Oh boy. Sweet. Late. Favorite scene, yeah, Clara flying the TARDIS, man. Oh yeah, that was cool. That's fantastic. Yeah,
2: way to set awesome. up the mechanic too uh, early on in the episode to when she does again. We're like, oh, right, that's how we're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, you go wait a minute, that won't. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that probably would work. All right, yeah, <laughs> let me try it. Again. Oh, and she says because uh, she remembers the eleventh Doctor, uh, or- Orson says, well, "What's your plan?" She says, "It's not a plan. It's a thing." Now, did you think that? She would be taking them
2: back home or did you, I mean, did you have any, any clue we'd be going to the
0: barn? No, because mm. I, I that that certainly isn't her intent. I just think she's trying to get them out of there. Mm.
1: And I think it worked the same way it worked previously. Yep. She had Danny on her mind, focusing yep. on him. This time she was focusing on the doctor. That's it. All right. Final rating. Clarence Brown, I'll start with you. Final rating. Oh, boy,
2: mm. I'll go with three point one Dan the Man soldiers out of five.
0: Hmm. Okay doke. Lee
1: Shackelford.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, yeah, we we can't all use Dan the Man, can we? <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna go. <laughs> don't want to go with the lumps in the bedspread either. Um. <laughs>
1: Three, three blackboards in the TARDIS out of five. So I'm going to go. Mm. So for me, and how many was that, Lee? Three. That was three. We both. Three. Well, no, Claire said three point one. Okay, I've been it holding three point zero five. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with that because it doesn't really matter my number. I, I'm going to say three point zero five. A-L-I-N-C. Oh God. Out of five. Dum <laughs> dum. Only you know what that means. Now, if you're going to quibble about <laughs> script, let me let
0: me uh, throw in something here that I just this minute read on on the social medias. This thing about um, fear making companions of us all. I wanna I wanna go to Chris Ch- uh, to, to not Christian I wanna go to uh, Stephen Moffat and say, what is that supposed to mean anyway? But the note here is that classic fan, fans of classic Who will remember that the Doctor said this to Barbara. While they were tied up in the cave of skulls, hmm, so that's from like that's from the four parter that we call unearthly child, even though it's that's not what it's called, but yeah, fear makes companions of us all. How about that hmm it's It's from like the very third or fourth episode of Doctor Who nice yep, yeah, there you go. It's a shout out of an
1: extremely obscure shout out hmm. so therefore. Because you said this, and because mm. this is our first recording after our sixth anniversary, I am <laughs> c- going to change my vote to 3.05 G I N C out of five. <laughs> and that stands for glad it's not just chib- It's not chipping. Chib- yeah. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> so, gentlemen, as always, thank you for joining me. This was so much fun. I had a lot more fun talking about this episode than I thought I was, and that's always awesome. So thank you for joining me, and for everyone listening, thank you for joining us. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you agree with what we said? Did you not agree? Let us know, and we will talk about it on the show, and as always, we will be back next time.